In this episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the impact of Alex Ovechkin. He's listed as day-to-day. Who is going to fill in the void when he is not playing? We talk about what do the Capitals need to clean up. It was an ugly game as they played against the Islanders, and it was an ugly game against the Maple Leafs. This has got to change if they want to move on in the playoffs. And then we'll talk a little bit about the Hershey Bears. We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. My name is Dan Homie. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find Locked On Capitals on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So to start off, we're going to talk about the impact and the noticeable difference when Alex Ovechkin is not in the lineup. And we're just really hoping that it is a day-to-day injury. Um, But at this point, we really don't know until, you know, we actually see him on the ice playing and uh, we kind of can get a better idea as to when he will be playing. Because as of right now, they had McMichael on the top line, and uh, let's be honest, that was that was okay, but it was definitely not Alex Ovechkin. The last time the fans at Capital One Arena saw Alex Ovechkin during what has been a historic 21-22 regular season, his number eight sweater was on a rack somewhere, replaced by a sleek gray suit and a blue tie. He was on the ice in dress shoes rather than skates, his grin wide through his beard. And that was that odd moment I talked about in yesterday's podcast was to see Alex Ovechkin on game day at Capital One Arena, not wearing his Capitals jersey. Um, And it was it was a good commemorative night to kind of just talk about, uh, you know, and reminisce about his career and uh, his many accomplishments. He has 780 goals, which are third most in NHL history, and it feels as though he has as many tribute videos. Tuesdays included messages not only from the men he passed this year, Marcel Dion, Brett Hall, Yamir Yager, but also from his parents and his wife and kids back home in Russia. And that was kind of a, a cool moment to just see him kind of reflect on his many accomplishments as the highlight reel kind of went through there. But the one that had the most impact on Alex Ovechkin, I could tell, was when uh, his parents were on there and they were speaking to him and how proud they were of him. And, uh, you know, it, this all happened at just the right time for Alex Ovechkin because, you know, this is an opportunity where he's not on the ice, but just just for us to remember exactly who he is as a player in his one in his 17th season with the club he moved four spots on the all-time goals list he set the all-time power play goal record ninth career 50 goal season he's the oldest player to score 50 goals in a season and named to the 12th career all-star game so his long list of accomplishments just keeps to keep rolling and rolling. And uh, that's why we need Alex Ovechkin back in the lineup, because you can't just plug and play a guy like him from a guy from Hershey, or you really can't bump up a, a Mick Michael to the top line and expect those same results. 
So it's going to be, you know, a, a bit tough sliding here until Ovechkin comes back. The ovation was lovely and deserved, but it certainly wasn't the news of the day. After the Tuesday's 4-1 loss to the New York Islanders, there are two games left. The Stanley Cup playoffs, even phrase brings tingles to the spine, begin next week, and the 36-year-old Ovechkin is day-to-day with an upper body injury. This is an article in the Washington Post. They're talking about how it's noticeable that he's not in the lineup. That's hockey jargon for he missed up his shoulder when he crashed into the boards, but he'll be back when it's prudent. His availability for the playoffs, I want to say I hope so, Coach Peter Laviolette said Tuesday morning. Peter, with all due respect, you don't hope so. You know so. Here's the most pertinent point about next week. Since his postseason debut in 2008, Ovechkin's Capitals have played 141 playoff games. Ovechkin has laced up the skates in 141 of them. And that's telling, and that's what what it's all about right there, is the Washington Capitals headed towards the playoffs without uh, Alex Ovechkin is a daunting thought. To think that the Capitals are going to try to make this push for the Stanley Cup without their captain, their leader, uh, being listed as day-to-day. And where do the Capitals turn to try to fill his spot? Like I say, they've tried to put, and at least the last game, they tried putting McMichael on the top line on the left wing. You know, and that was just a real showing that they had faith in McMichael and kind of good on him for earning that spot because he has been a, a healthy scratch here as of late from time to time. So, you know, we like I say, just in that stat alone, the, the 141 playoff games Ovechkin has laced up in all of them. So day-to-day, sure, yeah, fine, whatever. The opponent for game one is the Florida Panthers or the New York Rangers. When the puck drops to open the playoffs, Ovechkin will be in uniform, ready to throw his body around a heat-seeking missile for the back of the net. There's no evidence to suggest otherwise, and that in itself is remarkable. And if you could, if you saw him uh, during the team photo and you saw him at that ceremony uh, before the Islanders game, by all appearances, it did seem that he was okay. Um, I mean, I don't have x-ray vision. I can't see the condition of his shoulder and if there's any issues with it. But just from all outward appearances, uh, it seems like he's doing okay. And, you know, we sure need to have Ovechkin back in the lineup. You know, like I say, having a 50-goal scorer, a future Hall of Famer, future best hockey player of all time, Time, at least in goal, goal scored, th- that's a bit of a four-leaf clover scenario there. You're not going to just say, well, you know, we had Alex Ovechkin, and but now we plugged in this other guy that's also just as good as him. There's not a lot of guys like him around the league. So we really have to hope that, that Ovechkin does come back in a hurry because, like I say, we're headed towards the playoffs, and this is where the rubber meets the road, whether they're playing the Panthers or they're playing the Rangers. They need that goal-scoring touch out there. Uh, because, I mean, you minus his 50 goals that he scored, how many of those Capitals games would the Washington Capitals have lost? That's something to ponder and think about. And not only that, just his leadership role uh, on the team. It's it's going to be noticed. All right, after the break here, we are going to continue to talk about Ovechkin and his goal chase. We're also going to talk about the company which he is in. Uh, Austin Matthews, for example, is on pace to score 60 goals. We'll talk about that. But first, Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as 
as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to help fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays exclusively for our listeners. Head to ShadyRays.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season, 50 percent off two or more pairs of Shady Ray sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. So why go out there and spend more than you have to on a fashionable fashionable pair of sunglasses when you have Shady Rays? So head on over to Shady Rays and take advantage of that great offer. All right, before we get going on this next segment here, I want to thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked On Now podcasts, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so in this next segment, we are going to talk about Alex Ovechkin and Austin Matthews, quite the company that he's in. Um, as they're going for, in this case, Austin Matthews, 60 goal in a year where Alex Ovechkin seemed to set record after record like clockwork. Another tenacious goal scorer has joined him in the NHL history books. Toronto's Austin Matthews scored twice in the Maple Leafs three to zero win over Detroit on Tuesday, eclipsing the 60 goal plateau in the process. So he did make it per ESPN stats and info. Matthews became just the third player this century to score 60 goals in a season. Joining Ovechkin and Tampa Bay's Steven Stamkos, Matthews is the first U.S.-born player to score 60 in a season. As you know, he has where he's from. He's from Arizona, and that's the connections to Arizona and the Arizona Coyotes. And that's their argument for keeping hockey in, in Arizona is that there's, you know, a budding uh, hockey um, presence there, that there's a lot of kids that like to play it, and that, you know, despite, you know, the poor numbers at the stadiums, that, that hockey in Arizona is really a thing. Color me skeptical when I hear that. But in any case, Austin Matthews is from Arizona. Um, and like they say, Austin Matthews becomes the third player in the last 25 years to reach 60 goals in a season, joining Alex Ovechkin and St- Steven Stamko. So quite the accolades and quite the accomplishment for Austin Matthews. You know, at, at this point, he's going to be chasing Alex Ovechkin at some point in the goal Um uh, all-time goal scoring uh, ch- uh, champion here. But, you know, that's the thing about it is that, you know, you got to be happy for the next guy coming along here just because like Yamir Yager talked about and Gretzky and Hall, they all talked about, you know, they were all proud of their accomplishments at that time, but they want someone else to end up passing them. They don't want to be selfish and think, you know, hey, this is for me and no one's going to touch it because there's always going to be someone to come along that's better than you. In this case, Alex Ovechkin, without a doubt, unless, you know, barring some major injury or some life-changing course, I think that um, Alex Alex Ovechkin will pass uh, Wayne Gretzky for the all-time goal-scoring leader. I I just think it's inevitable. He's on a pace to do it. I know he's 36 years old, but that doesn't seem to be slowing down Alex Ovechkin at all. But what does this mean? Also, it means that there's other guys nipping at his heels in the form of Austin Matthews. Ovechkin scored 65 back in the 07-08 season, which still stands as the highest goal-scoring campaign since Mario Lemieux scored 69 in the 95-96 season. Stamkos scored exactly 60 in the 11-12 season. This is NBC Sports Washington here. 
So that's what I'm talking about is that there's always the next guy. There's always someone else that's going to try to beat those records. Now, there's not a lot of players that can say, I'm going to take on Wayne Gretzky. That is quite uh, an ambitious goal, but Alex Ovechkin has been up for it. And uh, he's slowly biting away at it bit by bit. And that's the sad part in this whole thing about him missing time now is that this is time away from him trying to catch uh, Wayne Gretzky. I mean, that's what it's all about. And that's what it's all about for Alex Ovechkin. You know, I've heard a lot of people talk about it. And I've said as much is that, you know, as soon as they clinched a spot in the playoffs, why didn't they? Why didn't they sit Alex Ovechkin so he wouldn't face an injury like this? And, you know, that's a lot of Monday morning quarterback and hindsight, 50-50, all that. But he's ultimately scoring a goal-scoring title. He is chasing Wayne Gretzky, and you can't do that when you're sitting on the bench or up in the press box. So that's what I'm talking about there, you know. But with that being said... You know, if he if he was sat, then that would also be time that he wasn't uh, chasing that goal scoring record. So there's just a lot of different ways to look at it uh, when it comes to that. Um, but Austin Matthews, good on him, good on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like I've said as much, is that that team is stacked. You got uh, Marner, uh, Tavares. Um, uh, there's just a ton of great players on that Toronto Maple Leafs team, and. Um, and of course, Matthews on there. Um, Tuesday shutout over the Red Wings was Toronto's uh, pendulum game of the season. So unless Matthews provides a masterful five-goal performance on Friday against the Bruins, Ovi's record will stand. Matthews joins an elite, still becoming just the 21st player ever to score 60 in a season. Ovechkin was 22 years old when he scored 65 during that MVP season in 07-08. Stamkos was even younger, eclipsing the mark during the 21 season. Matthews turned 24 back in September, so he has got a lot of runway ahead of him, and I definitely think that uh, it's in his sights for Austin Matthews to, to actually make a run. Uh, after Alex Ovechkin. Matthew, 60 strikes on the year, pace the NHL and lead Washington's cap, captain by 10 as Ovechkin just tied the all-time record with his ninth 50-goal season last week in Las Vegas. The Capitals have two games remaining before on a postseason adventure. Their opponent has yet to be determined, but it will be either Florida or the Rangers. Toronto has clinched a playoff spot. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that I talked about, too. It doesn't really matter who the Capitals play. If they're playing the Rangers or the Panthers, um, it, it's going to be a formidable opponent if they're still playing hockey at this point. And good on the Toronto Maple Leafs for clinching a spot in their division there. You know, that's a team that, you know, no one loves hockey more than the fans in Toronto, Canada. I mean, if you look at it, there's people standing outside the arena watching it on a screen. It's just there is such an appetite for for hockey up in Canada and most namely Toronto. So, you know, I hope obviously that the Washington Capitals do well in the playoffs, but good on Toronto. You know, I know they were a dynasty many years ago, but they haven't, they've always kind of been snake bitten every year, it seems. It just seems like there's always a bit of a struggle uh, when it comes to the Toronto Maple Leafs here. All right, after the break here, we are going to talk about the Hershey Bears, yes, now they are making their run for the Calder Cup, and it just seems like they have a pedigree of doing really great things, and it's really promising for the Washington Capitals organization that they have, you know, those futures that will eventually be on the Washington Capitals. We'll talk about all of that, but first, 
BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so like I say, in this segment, we are going to talk a little Hershey Bears um, as uh, they're making their push for the Calder Cup playoffs. And uh, that's kind of an exciting event for them as well. Like I say, those are some of your future capitals right there. If you take a look at uh, some of the big names that have come out of there, you're talking Gar- uh, Carlson, John Carlson, Braden Holpe, um, just a, a Martin Faravari. There's just been many players. Those are the most recent examples that I can think of. But uh, there's just been a ton of different um, players that have worked their way up through the system. The Hershey Bears are ready to chase the Calder Cup this year. The American Hockey League's oldest and most decorated franchise has qualified for the 2022 Calder Cup playoffs and postseason action is set to open in the first week of May. The Bears, who averaged the league's highest attendance at Giant Center, have finished fifth in the Atlantic Division and the club will battle the rival Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins in a best-of-three series to open the Calder Cup playoffs. And that's always exciting. And if you can't make it to Giant Center, it'll be on that AHL.TV, I believe is still what it is. And it's just uh, the, the production on that, the streaming service has increased uh, quite a bit since I started watching it years ago. So if you can't make it to the game, then definitely watch it online. But if you can make it to the game, the Giant Center is a top notch facility. I was there for my 40th birthday and uh, it was just a really uh, a great visit to just visit Hershey in general. They have different amusement parks and whatnot in, in that area. So it's just a great visit and not a long drive from the DC area if that's where you're headed from. So the complete schedule is game one Friday, May 6th at Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Uh, game two is May 8th versus Wilkes-Barre Scranton at Giant Center. And then game three Monday, May 9th at Wilkes-Barre Scranton. So that's going to be a great series to watch um, as the rivalry goes back and forth between those two. Single game tickets are now on sale for the Calder Cup playoffs at the Giant Center. This year marks the first time the American Hockey League has hosted the Calder Cup playoffs since 2019. The previous two postseasons were canceled due to COVID-19. Hershey is in the playoffs for a league record 69th time. And no team in, in the league has had more Hershey's than Hershey's 11 Calder Cup titles. Wilkes-Barre Scranton is Hershey's top rival, and the Bears went 8-3-1-0 versus its uh, 81 rivals in the regular season. So, you know, that's just, that that speaks, you know, a lot about the Washington Capitals to have the league record 69th time, because as you know, the Hershey Bears are a part of the Washington Capitals organization. And then in a statement here, Brian Helmer says, we're excited to chase the Calder Cup this year, and we're looking forward to taking the ice for our first home playoff game on May 8th versus the rival Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. The Bears have the best fans in the American Hockey League and in the playoffs. Home ice advantage is huge, so we're calling on our fans to help pack the Giant Center. Uh, There's nothing like playoff hockey, so tell your friends and family and help chair on the Bears to a Calder Cup. And I think it's definitely uh, possible for them to chase another cup again. I remember watching it the year the one uh, Michael Neuverth was in there, and that was quite a season there. So 
I definitely think that it is possible for the Hershey Bears to do that. Uh, and it's just the Hershey Bears kind of have that pedigree of winning. If you kind of, t- they're kind of a, a lot and a lot like the Washington Capitals in the regard that they kind of both have a, a strong pedigree for winning. And uh, it, like I say, if you just think about all the different uh, players that have worked their way up through the system throughout the years, it, uh, it, it's quite impressive. And just for the, the Capitals to be linked to that organization uh, is, is a really great thing. And just a top-of-the-line facility uh, that they have there in Hershey. Like I say, it's not that long of a drive to head out uh, to Hershey there. So if you can, by any means, uh, ch- head on out there and, and check the Bears as they make their push for the playoffs here. So there's a lot of talk to finish up the show here, talking about the the, num- the net mining situation here in Washington and who is going to be the number one. Uh, Laviolette has also reiterated that his preference is to have a clear-cut number one goalie entering the season, but it hasn't played out that way. We found success using both young goaltenders, so there may be a chance that that's the way it goes in the playoffs, he says on Junk's Radio. So, you know, that's the thing is that we've talked about a lot on this show is getting that consistency in net. And uh, I will say that Ilya Samsonov did nothing to help his case as the Washington Capitals lost in that trap game to the Islanders. It's going to be interesting to see who the Capitals put in net uh, as they take on the Islanders once again. And then the Rangers, I would tend to think that they probably go back to Vitek Vanacek. Um, It just seems like they're still trying to suss out their goaltending situation. But, uh, you know, like I talked about in a previous podcast, this is the last season that I ever want to talk about the goaltending situation. So I hope they can figure out, I hope they can pick up that veteran netminder. Um, and just from a financial uh, perspective, I don't really think the Washington Capitals can afford, uh, even if they were able to turn it around, I don't think the Capitals would be able to turn it around or be able to pay uh, Vanacek and Samsonov the kind of wage that they're going to get. And uh, it's just going to be interesting to see who they end up parting with. I kind of tend to think that it might be VTech. It just seems like they're all in. And I know there's a lot of analytics that show that Ilya Samsonov is the better athlete, athlete, et cetera, et cetera. But when it comes down to it, you know, I, I haven't seen that in the last game against the Islanders. He didn't demonstrate that he's the better goaltender. So whoever they pick, I, I hope they pick, you know, the guy that's going to push them the farthest. And, you know, if you're asking me right now, you know, analytically speaking, it is Ilya Samsonov, but who the number two netminder uh, for the Washington Capitals next year will be interesting. All right, this has been the Locked On Capitals podcast for today. I want to thank you so much for joining me. Now head on over to Locked On NHL and be in the know when it comes to the NHL. You don't need to go to the NHL Network, ESPN, or TSN, none of those. Just head on over to Locked On NHL. So once again, thank you for joining me on this episode of Locked On Capitals. I really hope that I have some better news for you guys uh, the next time the Washington Capitals play the Islanders. Because like I say, on paper, it really seems like the Capitals should have won that game, but shoulda, woulda, coulda, didn't. And, uh, you know, the big test is going to come Friday as they take on the Rangers, the Rangers who pack a big punch and they got the Vesna trophy candidate, Shesterkin in net. It's going to be a big game. I think that that game will be a particularly physical game. Uh, As you know, Tom Wilson likes to really light it up against the Rangers. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. We'll talk to you next time.